Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. G'day, it's Stevic from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex shoulder pads and helmets running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole alright everybody welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast this is our post-game edition, Twitter Spaces. We do it after every Saints game. It is brought to you by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com for all your hot sauce and knives needs. They have sponsored us the entire Saints football season. They've been a great supporter of Saints Happy Hour. Please go to Saints Happy Hour and go go to jldsharpsauce.com and support them because they support Saints Happy Hour. Well, the Saints finished off 7-10 and and lost the stupidest game to end the stupidest season we've seen in about 20 years from the Saints. Um, They lost 10-7, and it, it was just stupid. It was stupid all around, like... From beginning to end, like the, 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 the offensive decisions, the decision to punt at the end of the game was just by Dennis Allen. Part of me thinks it was dumb and stupid and the wrong decision to, 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 decision to kick the field goal instead of punt. But part of me, I just wanted it to end. I just wanted it. I was like, just, just, I, can't, I can't have overtime with this stupid game. So I was kind of happy that Dennis Allen made the wrong decision and kicked the field goal. Will Lutz shanks it. He had a terrible game. Uh, Andrew, this game, it was just, I mean, the, it was, it, whoever wrote the Saints season, the script writers, they, they, the, per, the ending was perfect. It was absolutely yeah, they, perfect. They, they perfect. nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely. Heartbreaking end to an absolutely garbage season. Yeah. To an garbage scene. But look, I mean, you know, this game in the grand scheme of things, like it didn't matter. Um, I, like, I, I did appreciate it. The, the thing that I found most hilarious about this is that 
Carolina threw 15 passes and ran 41 times. Like ba- basically, Car- Carolina said, "We know you have a good pass defense. We're not Our even quarterback good. is Sam Darnold, so we're just gonna run the ball on every play, and then count on the fact that it'll be enough to get us seven points, and that we'll still be in it at the end." And then Sam Darnold, as bad as he is, will make one completion to win the game. That's right. And that's like, and that happened. He had, he had five, five completions for 43 yards. He had almost as many interceptions to the Saints as he had completions to the Panthers. He had five completions and two interceptions to the Saints. Andrew. Here's the thing, though, and, and, and I don't care if people want to spin me as, a, as being positive. People were yelling at me because I said I had fun this year with the Saints. I have fun every year with the Saints. If I didn't have fun watching the Saints, I wouldn't do a podcast every day, and I wouldn't put so much effort into this. I have fun. Like, I can count on, my, on one hand in my life where, like, Saints seasons were an abomination and I didn't have fun. Like, I have fun with Saints football. Sue me. I had fun today watching this atrocity of a game. But here's the thing I'm going to say. This was a good result for the Saints today in the long term because one, you get the third place schedule now. So you get you get you get the two the two teams you play uh, that aren't division games and are the alternate division from the AFC. It's going to be third place team. That's good. You get a higher second round draft pick. That's good. But most importantly, Andrew. Most importantly. The Saints, if they'd have won today and they'd have just curb stomped Carolina, you know, like if Andy Dalton hits Taysom Hill for that touchdown and they're up 14 nothing, and, and then Carolina has to throw and the Saints get a bunch of turnovers and maybe they win like 40 to 7 or something. And then the Saints are like, oh, we scored 40 points today. Andy Dalton threw four touchdowns. Kamara had 100 yards. We got Penning coming back next year at tackle. We'll just run it all back. It's fine. We could be healthy. But you know what? That didn't happen. So now they have to stare in the face. We didn't score in the second half against Philadelphia. We didn't score in the second half against Carolina. We scored, we scored uh, 14 points in the second half against Cleveland. Uh, I think they only scored seven points in the second half against Atlanta. Like They have to look at this offense and be like, this is not acceptable. We have to fix this. Whether it's Pete Carmichael, additions. Like, I'm glad that they... There is no possible way they can delude themselves and be like, oh, we'll just run it back. It'll be fine. Like, no. And that's a good thing. So I think in the long run today, like losing, it's probably for the best. It it was a meaningless game. So, like, I I urge Saints fans not to get too worked up about this. I mean, it's infuriating that Will Luck can't make a kick. (laughs) You know, I mean, we got to talk about but, Will but, like, but also, like, you know, they run on fourth down. And, and you know, this kind of goes back to your Carmichael thing, too, a little bit. Like, earlier in the game, you make a decision to run on fourth down. You, you're missing, you have one starting offensive lineman. What? Both of your guards are out. Why are you running up the middle on fourth and one? Like, what are you thinking? And then, like, when, when they get the Sorensen pick, same thing. Like, they're trying to run the clock out, they're trying to run the ball. Like, why? Like, you're yeah. missing – like, anyway, like, look, I, I, Kamara had his moments and, you know, I, but but they – it is truly shocking how many points they left out there today. <laughs> so Between, many. You know, Dalton was bad. I mean, you know, the missed field goals, like the Olave fumble. I mean, there's just a number of mistakes. That's right. Offensively that just uh, – it, it's, it's like they, they, they scored seven points, like, despite themselves. It That's was right. Inc- incredible that – That's right. You know, after that opening drive and being up seven-nothing, like – and, and then Carolina goes three and out. Like 
it felt like they were going to cruise today. It's, 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 you know, I, it, this game, like the, the vibe of the game early was just like, man, the Saints might win this game by 30 points. I, 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 I turned to my wife and I was like, I, I was like, the Saints are going to, the Saints are going to stomp Carolina into the ground. Like, the, yeah. And like, honestly, like I'm surprised Carolina scored 10 points. I, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Here's the thing. Like they're, the the only bad thing about this the, the only bad thing long term is like there is Carolina like they are not like Sam Donald's done like he is donezo like you know I think I think Steve Wilkes is donezo too like you know I, yeah, it'll I, be it'll be interesting to see um, I, you know I wouldn't mind Steve Wilkes coming no. back like if this was if this was enough to save Steve oh, Wilkes' job please. like I I would say that that's another reason this, to. His, clock, losing this his game. clock management at the end of the game was as bad as anything Dennis Allen's done all year. Like the, the yeah. it was just it was just so it was just so yeah. so well, you know, stupid. But, but so you know what's interesting, Ralph. So like when you look at just uh, and you know I, it's fitting that the Saints' pass defense, as good as it was, because it had two picks today. Yeah, uh, it, 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 on sixteen passes, sixteen pass attempts. If you count, well, there were two sacks, so. 17 pass attempts. They have two picks. They give up about 40 yards. Uh, it, it's fitting that the the one play they give up, you know, ends up setting up the game-winning field goal. It's, that, right. That's pretty fitting. But, you know, this pass defense, this pass rush, um, yeah. really like the last six, seven weeks of the season has been elite. Um, yeah. Best in the NFL. Like it, Their secondary has been very good. Their coverage mm-hmm. and then getting Lattimore back once again today, we kind of saw yeah. like that kind of being the last jigsaw piece to making this all work. And you know, they didn't even have Marcus May in this game. So like they were missing some guys. Davenport got ejected. So <laughs> like you, you didn't even get like the full expression of what this defense could have been, but we started to see like how good it could be. So, you know, now we'll enter the off season, and if you're not a patron, you, you should consider signing up because we're going to be covering this wall to wall. We already know Sean Payton's right. got an interview lined up with the Broncos, so like that, that's happening immediately. Uh, we know he can't technically interview until the 17th, but I actually think that's a good thing for the Saints because that puts in the play any coach that would be fired after the that's wild right. card round. Uh, that would put those teams that's in right. the play because. You know, no one's had a chance to interview him yet. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that Dallas game. If they lose, that's huge. Because um, I do think they would maybe fire Mike McCarthy. But if they lose and, to and, Tampa, and, they're firing and, and, and Mike McCarthy before who they knows get back who to else Dallas. Is fired, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you're gonna you're gonna have. They're not gonna have ten openings like they did last year because the NFL just goes in cycles, right? Like one year you have ten openings, and then all these teams hire new coaches, so they give them at least two years most of the time. So I, I think I think you look if you're a Saints fan right now and you want maximum return for Sean Payton, I think you want two things to happen. I, you, you next week you're looking at that Cowboys game and you want Dallas to lose. The second thing that I think would be crucial is that Jim Harbaugh gets an extension with Michigan yeah. and decides to stay massive extension. So he's not coming to the NFL. All of a sudden that vaults Sean Payton up to everyone's top of everyone's wish list. And, and I just think that increases his value and potentially increases the return that the saints get. So those yeah. are kind of the moving pieces, but yeah, you know, look, I, I think uh, it would be easy. Uh, to your point, I think it'd be easy to excuse away a lot of what's happened this season if you end on a four-game yeah. winning streak and you're eight and nine, and it's like, well, it was too little, too late, but we righted the ship and things have been figured out. And like today, I felt like 
this whole season, it was kind of, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and reflecting back to the Saints on, the, this is a microcosm of their whole season, yeah. shooting themselves in, in the, the foot. That's right. Unable uh, to make plays, uh, just uh, leaving points out there, missed opportunities. That was on coaching mistakes, like on full display. And I think now they go into this off season and look, I, I do think Dennis Allen, if there's one thing you can say is defensively, he's figured it out. Like, yeah, I, I really do think that like defensively you have to say over the last seven weeks, the saints have been one of the best, yeah. if not the best defense in the league. So you look at that side of the ball and you've got that under control, but I, I do think offensively it's a wholesale, <laughs> wholesale changes need to happen. And, and I'll say this about Andy Dalton, you know, and a, yeah, I'll watch the tape for today. I thought he this was probably one of his less good games. But, you know, he's dealing with offensive line issues and all that. But I, I watched Mahomes play the other night and last night. And, and there was a play in the red zone where um, that the initial read isn't there. And so he, he starts to flush out the pocket. He rolls to his left. He's kind of sprinting for the pylon. The defender's clearly going to beat him there. And I don't know if you saw this play, but he yeah. kind of sho- he shovel passes it to the running back who's in the end zone at the last second, kind of flips it, and he catches it for a touchdown. And you know it's like one play, but it makes you realize like if that first read isn't there, Andy Dalton's just throwing it out of bounds or he's taking a sack, and it's just like part of it's the athleticism, part of it's yeah. the creativity. And granted, like look, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the league like Mahomes. Maybe yeah. there's no one like him, right? Maybe maybe Josh Allen is the only other guy that makes that play. But it, I, I thought that play was just like, yeah, it's really hard for a guy like Andy Dalton to succeed unless that first mm-hmm. read is there. And so that's the reality that the Saints are at quarterback-wise. And that's why, to me, Andy Dalton is a deluxe-level backup quarterback. The Saints were very lucky to have him this year. When Andy, when uh, Jameis Winston broke his back, hurt his foot, that was a great situation where like he was good enough to make them mm-hmm. competitive, and they finished the season seven and ten with Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback. And honestly, like without so so, what did he go? He ended up going six and uh, six and eight, and not great, but like at least he keeps the ship afloat. And that, that yeah. that's like that's what Andy Dalton is, and like. I thought that Saints got probably the best version of Andy Dalton that could have been possible this yeah. year. And I, so, I, yeah, like I'm not going to criticize him too much, but like he is what he is. That's right. And so I don't think moving forward, really him or Janice are, are viable options. I, I, Andy Dalton, again, he's fine as a backup. If you make the decision, I'm going to go with a first-round quarterback and I'm not ready to start him. So Andy Dalton, you know, we're going to bring you back and we're going to start you for six weeks and – see where we're at on in week seven and see if it's time to go to the first round QB or whatever. That's a plan that I could get behind. But I mean, today, once again, this weekend, and just that, that experience with Mahomes, like to me, it's just like Andy Dalton, like he's either, you either have to move on or if you go back to him, there has to be a clear succession plan in place where it doesn't go past the year. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, I know you probably didn't pay attention much to the game because you were excited about all those draft picks the Saints are going to get for Sean Payton. Uh, but this was a pretty stupid game. I enjoyed it. It was so stupid I was laughing during it and drinking, and it was fun. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. no. This, this, this game was fun as hell, guys. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, don't you enjoy watching a 7-7 seven seven I did. slugfest? 
by two top-notch teams Top that's notch. decided in the final minute Defense. by Sam Darnold, who <laughs> finishes with a 2.8 quarterback rating, <laughs> guiding his team down the field for a last-second field goal. I mean, that's high drama, fellas. <laughs> I all, all it needed was NFL Films music from the 70s and John Facenda and, voiceover right, would have been perfect. Or, or Harry Carson. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's perfect. I mean, you couldn't have scripted anything better. A guy who could, a guy who goes five for 15. Five for 15. And throws two picks. Beats a guy who goes 15 for 25, throws no picks, and, th- and throws a touchdown. Like, Alvin Kamara actually had a great day he did Kamara had a great day 23 carries for 107 I mean I I feel like I feel like you had a great performance by Chris Olave wasted you had a great performance by Kamara wasted uh, he was okay you know, by, Olave was okay he, he he fumbled he had a big drop he had two big drops like it was all right Olave was all right Listen, mm. you know I wouldn't say I wouldn't say great but <clears throat> Should we keep Ingram next year, or, or we want him gone? Camarion? Mark Ingram. Camarion? That's a great question. I mean, I love Ingram, Saints Hall of Famer. I feel bad that his last, like, moment that we're going to remember him by is the Tampa game that, like, he went out of, mm-hmm. he went out of bounds. And blew. But, like, here's the thing. Like, they need a, they need a second back. I, jo- I joked this morning, Camarion, that they needed – they needed a second back. I didn't care if, if Eno Benjamin went for 150 and three touchdowns today. Like they need they need a back. They need to draft one. They need to sign one. Like because you can't have Kamara like as good as he was today, Kevin. And he was good. I thought Kamara looked as fresh and quick as he has all year. As good as he looked today, like you can't run him between the tackles like that an entire year. Like they gotta get they gotta get a they gotta get a Mark Ingram, but like a younger, not broken version right. of Ingram. You know, right. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows and behind the scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24/7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items, amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to saintshappyhour.com. That's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Well, oh, don't worry. He'll have plenty of time to get fresh next year because he's probably sitting for six weeks oh, for God, sure. You remind me of that. Stupid. So, get rid of them. Get rid of Mary was a bad mistake. So, so drafting a That's running right. back in round three, four, or even five is 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 on the table, or yeah. it should be on the table. Budrich, what you got for us? All right. This is a test. How do I sound real quick? Terrible, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch a game. I was just following it through the radio because I stayed in Dallas over the weekend and I was running a couple errands, but it sounded kind of miserable yet hilarious. I mean, <laughs> in what world is Daniel Sorensen going to be second on the team in the <laughs> fucking accountant. He did it. I thought he had saved the I Butteridge, I thought he had saved the day again. Like See, I was like Daniel right? Sorensen, he like, saved the day in Cleveland, he saved the day today. Like, 
Oh god, Daniel Sorensen saved our season again? <laughs> so stupid. But no, uh, yeah, we, we need another running back. I, I'm still high on my drive sack Charbonnet from UCLA train, and it's going to run all the way until <laughs> they don't draft him. I'm going to be disappointed. Thanks, Butteridge. Your audio is a little, a little shaky, but um, yeah. yeah um, Ryan, what you got for us? I am so disappointed, and we need to <laughs> let people Michael go into the flipping side. <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to get your wish. Like, like, I don't know, uh, Andrew and Kevin, I don't know how Pete Carmichael survives this. Like, and I know, yeah. like, to your point, like, I know it's not totally his fault. And, like, the I thought the first half plan was good and they were moving the ball. But, like, the fourth down call, that's, atro- that's atrocious. Like, you know, and they just, like, here's the thing. Like, it, like, as much as people want to pretend like me and Andrew and our Dennis Allen defenders, Ryan, and apologists, my thing is I don't know if Dennis Allen can be a winning above 500 coach. I haven't made that decision. But I will tell you this. If he runs it back with this offense and doesn't make significant changes to the offensive staff, like he's going to get what he's – He's going to get what he deserves, and that's going to be here's, a six and eleven, thing, like, and fired uh, into the sun I, after next year. I'm not. I'm not making excuses for. I mean, I, I think it's easy to like your seven and ten. <clears throat> you the first the first person you point the finger at is, is, is are the coaches, and I, I think there's plenty of reasons why you would blame Dennis Allen. I, I, I think the Benis, biggest thing with Dennis Allen was the decision to start Jameis Winston. In, in week three, when it was clear after week two, I give them a pass for week two because Jameis had just won them the Atlanta game. He looked awesome at the That's end right. there in the fourth quarter. And even though he had a broken bag, like it kind of looked like he could still fling it. So I don't really blame them in week two for saying, all right, let's try it. Let's see if this can work. But week three, they, sh- they should have shelved him. And then after that, you know, Dennis Allen had some, you know, things in the press that he said that, you know, basically he, he spun it a certain way and maybe it wasn't accurate. So like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that Dennis Allen at, at times like handled himself. I mean, we all know behind the mic, uh, he had some moments this season that were cringeworthy, maybe wrong decisions, said the wrong things. But, you know, with Pete Carmichael, I would say, yeah, I mean, there, there were a number of things that, that I, I could criticize and rightfully so. But, but look, like Michael Thomas went down. Jameis Winston went down. The, as the season progressed, the offensive line imploded injury-wise. Uh, Mark Ingram went down. So then Camaro was kind of forced to be a back that we didn't really want him to be. Uh, Latavius Murray gets poached. That was a, maybe another blunder by the front office or maybe Dennis Allen. We don't really know. But I, I just think when you – and Will Lutz sucked this year. You know, this is probably the second or third game we can put on him. But, but like, I don't know – not entirely on the coaching staff right that Landry went down and Michael Thomas went down and Ingram went down and offensive line was was beat up to hell and then, then now all of a sudden you're forced to play until you kind of figured out that Rashid Shaheed was a special talent you know you were playing Alave and you were playing Traquan Smith and Callaway you know and and and, and then Deontay went down and you're starting Andy Dalton at quarterback like how much better did you expect this offense to be yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
It's like on paper, this plan with Mark Ingram, if he was healthy, I know look, it blew up in their face, no doubt. But like Penning had that injury at the beginning of the yeah. season. So he wasn't really an option to the saints all year, but like, and look, injuries are going to happen. So you're That's only right. as good as your backups and like, you never know where it's going to hit. So you got to try to prepare everywhere and hope for the best. But like, realistically, the, the Saints injury luck was horrible. Yeah, I use the Panthers as an example. They're, they're a 7-10 team, but make no mistake, they, they almost had no injuries this year. They, they, besides J.C. Hoyle, like, the, the number of injuries that they had were very was low. Shocking, shockingly low. And they're a 7-10 team with that reality. The Saints were a 7-10 te- team, and they were decimated. Now, they have older players. This is the second year in a row, so like – they got to look internally, like what's going on? Is it is it the Superdome turf? Like, I, there, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of questions that need to be asked of like what's going on with the Saints that this seems to happen every year. Uh, and and again, I'm not making excuses for the coaches, but I'm with you, Ralph. Like offensively, whether it's making a change with Carmichael. Uh, they they got to figure out quarterback. They got, I mean, got to figure out. No like, way around that. Like they got to figure it out. Like and. Dennis Allen, he's gonna get another year, and and it's the thing, Kevin, that I've been, I've been, you know, not yelling at people on Twitter, but say whatever you want. But I'm like, the interesting thing is not Dennis Allen. Like that discussion is not like it's not happening. He's coming back. The interesting discussion is what do they do on offense? And I think now the case is, I think it's gonna happen. Like. I think it's going to happen. Usually, it happens pretty quick, right? Like they like the the firings or the bl- or the or the or, or the sacrificial lamb. It'll happen like Monday or Tuesday this week, Kevin. I think if, if Pete Carmichael isn't fired, that's a dereliction of duty, and then somebody needs to step in. And then and <laughs> and, and, and and honestly, look, if Dennis Allen is if Dennis Allen tries to claim that 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 he and Pete Carmichael can come back and do it. Then, 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 then DA needs to go. Look, DA, I accepted, I, I accepted the fact that DA is coming back after they beat the Eagles last week. It, it, it took me that long to finally just say, fine, he's coming back. Okay. The team just needs as much help as possible on offense and it needs pieces on defense as well. But step one in, in, in going in the right direction is getting rid of Pete Carmichael. Um, Pete Carmichael was here. It ha- has been with the team for how long? He's known all. He's known the, mm-hmm. the personnel. He's known all these people. And for him to, you know, f- for this offense to have been listless uh, as as often as it as it's appeared is uh, unacceptable. And I know you can yeah. say, "Oh, well, Jameis got hurt, and they were playing with they were playing with a backup Andy Dalton." It's like, okay, well. You've known Andy Dalton, like Andy Dalton was on the team. Like, I, I, I just, I, I mean, don't. Well, Kevin, I don't I mean, understand look at, how you can't, how you can't the, work on it. Like Andy Dalton proved, Andy Dalton proved that he is a competent enough quarterback that can do enough to get an offense up and down the field. You just have to like. <laughs> Again, manage the game right. right. Well, here's the here's the thing, Kevin. If you and and and, and I'm sure somebody in the in the in the spaces can look it up and and pull it up and and find it. But but off of the top of my head, I can think of four. Let's see, four games the Saints did not score in the second half today. 
Philadelphia on offense, they didn't score in the second half. Uh, San Francisco, they didn't score in the second half. They didn't score in the game at all. Pittsburgh, the game was 10-10 at halftime. They didn't score in the second half. Like, that's four games. That's 25% of your season, basically, of games. You didn't score in the second half. Like, I don't care what players you got. You got to score. You have to figure out a way to score in the second half of a football game. And that's an indictment on everything. Uh, but somebody in the chat will probably think of other games they didn't score. But when you when you have play 17 games and you don't score in the we, second we don't have We don't have a chat in space as well. Well, no, but I mean, it, yeah, you know what I mean. Like somebody can can pull it up and 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 request to speak and tell me that I I forgot one or two games that they didn't score in the second half as well. Uh, Ryan, what else you got before us before you get out of here? Well, they need to send Sean to Arizona. <laughs> get the, get the five overall pick. I don't. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much. Uh, that, that's a question. We can discuss that now because that's more fun. That's more fun to discuss than this stupid game. Um, I don't think a team's going to give up a top 10 pick for Sean Payne. I think the well, team. I, no, no, that's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, I'm sad to say, Ralph, that, you know, with this loss today, the Saints w- would have been in the top 10 w- with a first round pick. And unfortunately, now that's going to Philadelphia. So, you well, know, not, not to make this loss feel any worse, uh, but. Uh, What's the pick you number? Know, it's ten. It's. I think it, it's ten. I think it'll be ten. Like Philadelphia and Tennessee will flip a coin, and right. one of them will be ten, and one of them will be eleven. You know. Okay. Oh, so the same, yeah, 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 right, right. But let me let me jump in here because if the Broncos do in fact, uh, you know, are the ones that end up ponying up for Peyton, and and let's say that, and let's say that. Part of the package is the Broncos won at the very least. That's pick what twenty five or twenty six. I've run, I've run several uh, mocks thus far. I bet you have with the Broncos. And if we're talking about getting a quarterback in the first round, I I, I really don't think uh, trying to get a quarterback at twenty is not even late in the first even late in the first round. Uh, not going to happen. No, it's I, not. I, but like the the only the only one or two worth taking are going to be taken already. You're better off that late, either either doing one of two things: either finding an elite player at one of two or three positions of serious need, and that can be debated mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, for for what is much need for the Saints. Or, and again, I'll say this till I'm dead and in the ground. Well, actually, I won't be in the ground, but until I'm dead and uh, put elsewhere um you know trade that pick down and get it and get what you can to try and well i just find in more picks i mean again you need bodies you need bodies exactly you need bodies and if you can get if you can get five five to six picks within that within those first hundred and four draft picks because the saints have their one of their picks is 104 and for some reason i'm able to remember that but if you can get five to six picks in those first hundred and four uh, spots, that's good. That's good for depth, and and that's something that the Saints need. Well, um, yeah. I'm gonna, it, I, I I have to go, so I will holler at you guys tomorrow <laughs> on the show. Yeah, it's thanks, Kevin. Uh, Saints show. What you got for us? Yo, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I'm gonna be fine. Go ahead. Yeah, um, you guys bring up a, a good point about. Um, 
like Mickey Loomis, and I've been on that train about um, like how much of like you know like who made the shit sandwich. Like <laughs> I always, I always talk about oh, Mickey Loomis kind of you know has like sent us back a few years with the drafting of like Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner, and then this year setting CJ Gardner Johnson away for. Crumbs. Well, I think like, the only th- the only thing I'll say, Saint Show, about the CJ Gardner Johnson trade is that trade they when they did it in the summer they had already botched it. Like the time to get rid of him and get full value for him and get a third or a fourth round pick, the time to do that was before the draft. Like once they yeah. once they decided that they didn't decide to trade him in the summer, they decided. We're going to cut his ass. Oh, Philadelphia, you'll give us a bag of nothing. That's cool. Yeah. Like that was the like like that was the mistake which which CD the 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 trade value in the summer yeah. for CD. That wasn't the, the screw up. The screw up was you needed to decide he's not on our team. We're not going to pay him when we when we tell him we're not when we when we can't get a contract done with him. He's a crazy person. We got to get him out of here. They needed yeah. to make they needed to make that decision much much earlier. Yeah, they did they didn't like maximize, I guess, the yeah. value they could have gotten for him by waiting. I, I, I got to be honest though, guys, like look, he played awesome this year. So, I I think there can be a case and and certainly you could say that the defense didn't make enough plays in terms of yeah. creating turnovers and you know getting the ball so yeah and that changed a little bit right like the last six i mean they had two picks today and they just, they started creating more turnovers so the luck turned a little bit there and I, certainly you could make the argument that like yeah if cd deuce had been on his defense they would have created more turnovers but i don't know man like they came into this game the number three pass defense in the league and they yeah. did that most of the year without Lattimore. so like yeah. How much did this team really miss CD Deuce? And if CD yeah. Deuce was on this roster, would they win eight games? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would they go from seven to eight? So, like, yeah. I, I just want to point out, like, I think roasting Dennis Allen is fair game. I think roasting uh, Pete Carmichael is fair game. You can blame injuries. You can blame Will Lutz. You can blame Andy Dalton and the Jameis Winston situation. Like, there's so many things that you can pick. But to me, like CD Deuce, like a lot of people still harp on that. And I'm like, what was that worth to you? Like one game? Like this yeah. pass defense is number three in the league. Like yeah. what would what would he have done to transform this team? I, I just like – and at the time – I actually don't blame the Saints for this this much other than timing. And I agree with you, Ralph. Like they could have made that call in the summer and maybe gotten a bigger return. But the reality of that situation, I mean, just to take us back, is that – the plans were to have CD Deuce on the team. That's and right. the plan was to see how the year went yeah. and then make a decision in the off season about whether or not to extend him. And, yeah, and CD a- Deuce raised his hand and he said, that doesn't work for me. I want a contract now. And the saints are like, well, we're not sure whether we want to give it to you or not. And, and he blew it up and he became cancerous and he, he faked an injury. He was refusing to practice he was mouthing off in the locker room to teammates on the practice field too. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and generally exhibiting cancerous behavior to the point where like Dennis Allen was like, I really, we, and they had just drafted Elante Taylor who was looking good in training camp, you know? So like, 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 they felt great great about the secondary in camp. They did. They felt great about it. I think Dennis Allen was starting to feel like, man, number one, I'm not sure we need him this season. 
And, and, and now looking back on how the season went, I'm not sure that you can really say he was that far off. And then number two, he's like, I can't have this guy around young players like Adebo and Alante Taylor. I can't have this guy around that room constantly complaining about his contract, const- showing guys that like building it's tolerated that you fake injuries, that you refuse to play, that you complain. That's right. Like, yeah, like as Dennis Allen is a first year coach, he's like, I can't have that. It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing that Dennis Allen, I mean, sorry, that Sean Payton had with Dante Stallworth. He was like, yeah. I can't have a guy that's showing up late to practice, that's sleeping through meetings. He's like, fuck it. Stallworth, you're out of here. You're traded. Colson, you're starting. And like, he had to do that because as a first year coach, you have to send that message. So, all I'll say about Chauncey Garner-Johnson is like, yes, he led the league in interceptions. Terrible look. I don't know if he goes back to Philly or if he tests free agency. Like, he's going to get a lot of money. The Saints have a major cap problem. They weren't going to be able to afford him anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, 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 I understand what you guys are saying. I just tried to give an example of – You know, I mean, I think, I think Dennis – like, Dennis Allen – you know, I think there's a lot to criticize him again. Like today, like we didn't, we we don't, we don't care about it because the game didn't matter. But like, if yeah. if they were, say they were eight and eight today, and like they were like, you beat Carolina and you go to the playoffs. Like the, that decision to kick that field goal with Lutz was an atrocity, like an atrocity coaching decision. Like in a in a you you punt the ball. Why, why do you why do you say that though? Like he can hit a fifty four yarder in a Superdome. I mean, I've seen him hit that many times. I saw him today, Andrew. He missed from short. Like like that's like. But here's the, here's the here's the thing, Andrew. Second, it's called like they call it second order thinking. You play it out. If he win, if he makes the kick, Carolina still has a minute and a half or whatever to try to tie. If he makes it. If he misses it, they get the ball. They only need to complete one pass, and they get in field goal range. Like, Sam Darnold, up to that point, had completed four passes. Like, punt the ball to him, pin him deep. It's just like, Dennis Allen, he's not really great in-game management. Like, he's like and, he's, borderline, he's borderline horrific at times. Yeah, and Ralph, this is where, like, I go back to the point of, like, I mean, I know I, I don't want to, like, trying to like you know point fingers and blame you know one single person but like i always go back to mickey loomis and just the fact that like like i said before like he put together this shit sandwich and like mm-hmm. he all it, we harped all harped all this whole offseason about let's just keep the continuity let's keep all the defensive mm-hmm. staff let's just bring dennis allen up keep pete markler keep pete carmichael when in the first place he didn't really want the job in the first place he didn't even mm-hmm. want it like he didn't want to come back and like i guess mickey loomis was so Keen on keeping Pete Markle, Pete Carmichael. No, I don't think. I don't think. Saint Show, thanks for joining us. I don't think it was that at all. I I think. I think what Pete Carmichael was is, I think, Dennis Allen. Like, I think whatever he wanted to do, like his 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 ideal goal on offense, like he couldn't he couldn't get it done. Like they couldn't hire who they wanted to hire, and they circled back to Pete. I don't think they were like, "No, Pete's the guy." I, like I don't think that at all. I think I think they wanted to do something else on offense, and it didn't it didn't it didn't happen. And they and yeah, and I Pete, mean, who who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah, it's it certainly seemed that way. But you know, I'll I'll say this about and I actually think what you said there at the end was a great point. Uh, I'm sorry, who's Saint? I forget forget what your name was. Um, 
same you show. Made, you made yeah. A great, yeah, same, yeah, you made a great point. I think that you know, with Carmichael, you know, maybe he didn't want the job. Maybe he did. But, like, I don't really know what their plan was. I mean, I, I know they interviewed Eric Bieniemy, And I know Dennis Allen didn't really sit in that room. But they met with him for eight hours. And I think Mickey Loomis basically grilled what, you know, at, at the time was one of the considered one of the hottest pro- offensive coaches and mm-hmm. kind of grilled him on like, what would you do here? And then in the end, like they kind of decided to run it back. And you we, obviously now like look, hindsight 2020 running it back was the wrong decision. I think we can all look at that and say that they ran yeah. it back because they believe they had a team that could win that was ready to win. And despite the fact that the NFC South was this Sucked. pathetic That's right. and this bad, the saints were the third place team in one of the worst divisions in the history of football. So like, you know, the saints, the saints are better than Atlanta. That's it. Carolina beat them twice. I don't care what you and Carolina was a better football team than the saints this year. And that's, that's disgusting. That is <laughs> sickening to right. think about, but, but look like they try to run it back and it failed. So like now I think we can all say that was a mistake. And so now you have to make changes. I, I to me, if the Saints run it back again, if they if they have this thing where they're just like, and I don't think they're going to because that look we already know Michael Thomas right. is getting shipped out, so I, I think they've made this realization that like yeah, running it back was the wrong decision. Now I, I think Dennis Allen's going to stay because I just think Mickey Loomis is going to be a patient guy. He's going to make that commitment, but I I'll just say this like I think Dennis Allen's coming back. But I, I think the general philosophy is once you've abandoned your plan of we're, we're going to stay the course with our existing yes, right. culture and existing people, once you eject from that philosophy, to me, no one is safe. That's right. No, no players, no one on the coaching staff, front office. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, well, Loomis is like part of the brain trust, but yeah. So he, 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 he's untouchable, but like for me, everyone else, no one is safe. And I, I know a lot yeah. of you are going to say fire Dennis Allen. Like I give that like a 2% chance, but like, I, I, I believe he belongs there because once the plan becomes, we need to retool, we need to restock, we need to reload. That's not the that's job right. that Dennis Allen was hired. That's for. right. That's what I said. That's what I said when they were they were struggling in the middle of the year, and why I said there's a real shot they fire him because they didn't. And, and Dennis Allen said at his press conference, he's like, "The turkey's already made. I have to carve it up." Right? Like he wasn't. He wasn't. Dennis Allen's not a rebuild coach. The the thing that I think I think there's a zero percent chance Dennis Allen gets fired tomorrow or Tuesday or whatever. I, I think I, I agree. I, agree. I think yeah. I think the thing that's going to keep Dennis Allen here is the defense. The last two months of the year was elite. <laughs> Elite. Say whatever you want about Dennis Allen. Offense disaster. He's ter- he's bad in game management. All of that's true, but the defense was elite. So but he's still he's still putting good defensive product on the yeah, field. You know, and, and so like I look at that and I'm just like, okay. And remember, Sean Payton was seven and nine, struggling to field good teams. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this on this show. That's right. And but but he had an elite offense. And the idea there was, okay, let's go get Greg Williams. Let's transform the defense on the other side of the mm-hmm. ball. And maybe that'll be enough to prop up what is a good offense. So I, I think right now, 
priority number one is find an offensive coordinator and find a quarterback. I don't know if that's going to be enough to prop up Dennis Allen, but I know he can't succeed without it. Yeah. Like, so if if you want the Saints, like these fans that are just like, fire Dennis Allen and, and until they do, like I just want the Saints to lose. Like I, I really like, I'm not going to get any pleasure out of the Saints going two and 15 just so that Dennis Allen gets fired. Like that's, that's not like for me as a Saints fan, like I want to win now. Like I don't know how many years I have left, you know, and nothing's promised. So I, I just, for me, I look at coming season and I'm like, if, if you give yourself a fighting chance, if we mm-hmm. know that Dennis That's Allen right. is going to put a good defensive product on the field, if we can trust that at least, go get an offensive coordinator, go get a quarterback, and find a way to produce better football on that side. And maybe with complementary football, that'll be enough for this team to win the division and get in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and the thing is, to me, on offensive coordinator, and, and we're going to try to do this for the podcast, and another reason why you should support the show and get the daily, become a patron, get the daily show every day. We're going to try to break down if they go a different direction in offensive coordinator, which, please God, let them. But I think it's, it, you know, and I hope the media in New Orleans ask the right questions when they say, hey, we're, we're moving on, you know, Pete Carmichael, he's, he's going to become an analyst or he's going to go with Sean Payton or whatever. I hope they ask the right questions and, and they have some smart people in the media, Nick Underhill's one. Like, it isn't just about when, when, Den- when, when he asked Dennis Allen, like, oh, what do you want on offense? He's going to say, well, we want to score points. We want to protect the ball. We want to run the ball. Like, those are cliches. If they could ask me that and I can say that, the thing that I want to know is, what kind of offense do you want to run? You want to okay? You want to run the ball? Do you want to run it like like Kyle Shanahan runs it? Right? Do you want to run that kind of offense? Do you want to run more like what Andy Reid runs in Kansas City? Like what kind of offense do you run? Are you comfortable with hiring a dude that's never called plays? Because I think that's a, that's a critical thing, Andrew. Like calling, you know, fans think, oh, it's just this. No, like calling plays, running a game as an offensive coordinator, it's freaking hard. And like Dennis Allen, like this is the most important hire is he gonna, that he's going to make. It's going to decide whether he's the coach in 2024, I believe. So like, are you comfortable hiring a hotshot dude who got Sean McVay coffee a bunch of times? Are you cool? letting him call the plays like Cincinnati did it with Zach Taylor. It's worked out pretty well. So it's, it's not that it can't work, but I, I just hope they ask the right questions because what the saints want to be on offense. It matters a lot. Like how they incorporate Taysom Hill in whoever uh, is the next offensive coordinator. These things matter. And also, and also Andrew for the last 15 years, they've sort of, drafted and acquired players based on the Sean Payton offense, right? Like, like Ireland has the prototypes and they understand like, okay, Dennis Allen, we need a corner like Alante Taylor, who's big and strong and can run and can play press man. We need defensive tackles that are giant defensive ends that are giants because Dennis Allen really prioritizes holding the edge and stopping the run. If you get in a whole new offensive coordinator in here, Right in January, and you're like, "Hey, we're we're not running the Sean Payton offense anymore. We're not running the West Coast offense as Sean Payton ran it. Like, it's a whole different kind of player you got to get. Right? It's a whole maybe it's a whole different offensive line blocking scheme. Like, it is incredibly challenging and difficult, but it's got to happen. And listen, you know, I, I think I think Dennis Allen he survived for 2023, but like, I would say going into 2023. His 
coaching hot seat. His seat is as hot as any coach in the league. Any in the league because he went seven and ten. He goes backwards. He wins. He doesn't go. He doesn't make significant steps forward in twenty twenty. I think they have fire him. Like if they, if they go if they go seven and ten, uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Ralph. Like I I think if the Saints make the decision that this is going to be a rebuilding year, you know, it's just like yeah, this didn't work. We believe Dennis Allen's still our guy, but like this, we need a full like team overhaul, and this is going to be the year we make the decision that fix the cap. And I, I'm not saying Dennis Allen wouldn't be fired, but like I just don't think Loomis subscribes to the fans that much. Like, yeah, how, maybe how fans how fans are reacting on Twitter. Like, I I believe that Dennis Allen values more what Dennis Allen has done in the building. And I'm talking about before he became head coach, like defensive coordinator and all that. I, I think Loomis values that way more than he takes stock in how Dennis Allen did with the Raiders. Yeah. And I think most fans, they take more stock in what he did with the Raiders. Well, his- I, I, believe, I believe that we're harder on Dennis Allen than we would have been on Aaron Glenn or, uh, uh, Rizzo or Rizzi, the, the well, Eric special enemy, absolutely. Yeah, like I think we're much harder on Dennis Allen than we would have been on any of those guys because of what happened in, with the Raiders. And I think that's just like a data point of three years where people harp on what his record was over there. And I just don't think Mickey Loomis is attributing too much to that. I think he's looking at what he's seen himself in the building based on how Dennis Allen carries himself, what he did in the interviews. Uh, how he leads the team, how he's constructed and orchestrated this defense. Like, to me, that matters way more to Mickey Loomis than what happened 10 years ago in a different organization. Well, here's the th- like, I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. And, like, these fans that just, like, look at – like, look, go on his Wikipedia page and look at his head coaching record and then point to that. Like, to me, that's way less informed than where Mickey Loomis is at. Well, so, like, uh, he could get fired after two years, but I'm just – like, most yeah, coaches I- – don't get brand, if you're a brand new coach, it's pretty rare that you get fired after two years. You got to be pretty freaking terrible. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I will say this, and and, and 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 you know, I was arguing people are like, oh, the t- the season tickets are going to plummet, and this, and and I was like, no, I don't think so. But then I reached out. I I, I don't have I don't have as many conne- connections as you do, Andrew, inside the Saints building on the on the the player and the personnel side. But I have through family members of mine, I have connections in the Saints ticket office, and the Saints are. I wouldn't say panicked about season tickets, but they are very very concerned about the season ticket because the New Orleans market, as much as we love the Saints, historically, pre-2006, it has been a very soft market and the Saints are concerned. And I'm just saying, if they go backwards next year in 2023, I think season, there is a potential that the season tickets really, really start to erode and bail. You know? So I, I think, I think it's a concern, but we'll, we'll see. And, and listen, you know, it's just it's just one of those things, man. It, it, the Saints with Mickey Loomis, I do think he's going to be more patient than fans are because the Saints, they just don't view themselves as – and they – maybe you fans won't like this, but the Saints view themselves as a stable, patient organization. They don't want to be the Jets 
or the Texans, where you're going through four coaches in four years. The Saints pride themselves on not being that. Now, I know fans, maybe someone even listening to the chat will scream at me, if you know the coaches and the why, get rid of them and get a new one in there. I know that's how fans are, but the Saints don't view themselves that way. They don't want to be viewed as an as a, as a organization that just rotates through coaches. And we'll see. And by the way, you might feel bad about the Saints' loss today, but look at it this way, Andrew. The Texans managed to win themselves out of the first-round pick that they have been having for the last 10 weeks. They managed to win today, and the Chicago Bears will pick first in the NFL draft uh, for the first time maybe ever. I don't know. Um, but DEZ, what you got for us? Yes, hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Can hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, first off, I want to say I hope everyone had a good weekend and stuff. You know, all that good stuff. And more importantly, I am just so glad this season is over. <laughs> I'm the not. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm like watching this freaking team has literally made my mind go insane. I'm just glad <laughs> it's over. 100% glad it's over. And now to Andrew's point about Dennis Allen, I do agree to the fact that, yeah, the Saints aren't exactly the most, like, insane, you know, ready to fire a coach That's on right. a whim. But at the same time, you know, you know the thing of Hackett didn't even last a season. So at what point do you have to realize and look into yourself yeah. that you need to, like, pull the trigger and make a change? Because if Mickey Loomis isn't going to make a change, I don't want to be the one to, you know, initiate that conversation. But maybe we should start looking at someone else who's willing to make that change. If not, this year, maybe next year, or maybe like a couple years down the road, you know. Well, De- Des, let me just say this: like the Broncos went four and twelve this year, and they they got one more game. But let, let's just say academically, let's say they lose. I-, I I think if Dennis Allen had gone four and four and thirteen, I, I do think he would have been fired. That's it. That's right. Uh, yeah, because I because I do think like this team was good enough that under no circumstances should they have gone I, four I, and thirteen. I, I Des, I thought I said it, and I, I might. That's when I would have wrote my column. I think I think it was either the the it might have been the bye week of Tampa Bay. I was like, listen, like people were like, fire him now. I was like, don't fire him mid season because that doesn't do anything, and and like it doesn't like it doesn't solve any problems. But in the column, I said, listen. There is a potential that the Saints, they just got their guts ripped out in Tampa. There is a potential for a death spiral. And if they spiral after Tampa Bay and don't win any more games, you gotta get, he's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go. Let me be clear. Like, if the Saints go 4-13 and 13 next year, gone. he's getting fired. He's got yeah, like that. So, uh, let me be clear. Like, 4-13, and 13, like, that's, that's enough to get Dennis Allen canned. And I, I, so, you know, this offseason is going to be interesting. Like, I, I think when you look at the NFC South, and especially when you consider that Carolina will either stick with Wilkes or they'll get a new coach, but Carolina's not any good. Atlanta, like, they, they now have a coach on the hot seat, and I don't think Desmond Ritter's the guy. And if they go with the, him, like, is Desmond Ritter going to be amazing next year? I don't know. And, and Tampa's probably losing Tom Brady. So when I look at the NFC South, and I, I think Mickey Loomis is going to approach this offseason as we've got to clean up the cap. So mission number one is, like, we got to be measured in our decisions because, like, our cap is still a mess. And I've got to figure out how to how, – we're not as good as I thought we were. So I can't go all in. Like, the, the whole full YOLO, like, I, I think he's going to have to dial that That's back right. a little bit and clean up the cap. But I do think Limus is going to go into this offseason and say, we can still win this. We can win this division. Yeah. It is there for the taking. And, like, I like – Loomis isn't going to go full rebound rebuild and, and lay down like some dog and say, 
yeah, you know what? I'm going to wave the white flag and we're, we're going to get as many draft picks as we can. And we're going to ship out Ramcheck and we're going to ship out Lattimore and we're going to ship out Camara and yep. we're going to have hundreds of millions of dollars in dead money. And we're going to go full rookie salaries and I'm going to start a rookie quarterback. Like that's just not going to happen. Like I, I, now it will be some combination maybe of trading some of those guys, getting a draft pick and trying to go for it. But so it'll be more measured, I think, than it's been in years past. But I fully believe that Mickey Loomis is going to try to find a way to keep this team competitive, to try yep. to win an NFC South, which really is there for the taking for all four teams next season. And it's really just about having a good offseason. And, and look, I think that there's some things about the Saints where from a financial point of view, they're more strapped than the other teams to really build this roster. So they're going to have to get That's creative. Right. And they're going to have to be uh, resourceful, but you know that that's look that's what Mickey Loomis does best most of the time. So yeah, thank thanks. We're also going to have to draft better. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, then thanks, Des, for the call. Thanks, no problem. Des, that was a good time, Dave. Thank, thanks, good. I mean, I don't know. I thought that. I mean, the draft this 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 year's draft, and I include Shahid in the draft. Your UDFA son, Andrew, because it's all rookies, right? And a UDFA, whether whether they drafted Shahid in the fifth round or they got him as a UDFA, I don't care. He's part of the rookie class. So you got two really good receivers, you got a really good corner, and you got a tackle in Trevor Penning that. He struggled today. I think I was watching him. He's kind of up and down. He, he had a couple of couple of bad pass blocks where he got killed and a couple of good run blocks. But he's on. He's undecided, right? That's a really good draft. When you say, I got three definite hits and a maybe out of a draft, like their draft this year was good. They're going to need to have another good draft. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see. Josh, what you got for us before we get out of here? Yeah. Uh, well, just going back to what all y'all said, I'm glad this season's over. <laughs> um it, it's been a un, it's been an up and down season. I'm just glad it's over just by watching the whole year. But you know, the thing with Dennis Allen is is heading into this season, I don't know if y'all agree with this, maybe, maybe not, but I wasn't too high on this year, for real. Like I I, I thought we would have won around eight, nine games. That was my prediction, which we pretty close to that. But yeah. I wasn't too high on this season just based off of just like y'all pointed out earlier, Dennis Allen's pass with the Raiders. I just wasn't high on it. And then the play calling all year has been atrocious. So, Josh, Andy Josh, Dalton, let me, Josh, let me ask you something. So, you, you said that you, going into the season, I you thought they, 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 they would win eight or nine games, right? Yeah, I predicted okay. about eight okay. or nine. So, if you were of that mindset, what if on the other side of you saying that, I told you Michael Thomas is going to play three games, Lattimore is going to miss almost the entire season and then come back for two meaningless games at the end. Uh, Trevor Penning's going to miss most of the year. Jarvis yep. Landry's going to miss most of the year. Yep. Jameis, Jameis Winston would never play again after week three because he broke his back and tore his foot. Like, if, yep. if I told you all those things, oh, still be I, I wins, or would you say less? I, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like if we had all the pieces – I feel like we we could have maybe won more if the defense played how it did the end of the season earlier in the year. I feel like we could have won more. How many how many wins would you have guessed if I had told you all those disclaimers? It, if we had all those players the whole season, everyone healthy, and the defense played 
well up to how it did in the at the beginning. I say about ten wins. No, but what, what, I, I, I'm saying how many wins would you have picked the Saints to have if you knew about all those injuries? Going oh, into I, the I'd say ten. No, if they had no, all no. those injuries, if they had all those injuries, oh, how many oh, would have been? Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If we had all those injuries, shit, I'd say probably five, six. Right, right, right. So yeah. probably five in, in the max. Ways, five the max. Ways, like, I think what we're not understanding here or at least a lot of Saints fans on Twitter is, like, I- I'm submitting, did they actually overachieve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I agree. Based yeah. on, like, how horrific the injuries were. I, mean, I agree. Yeah, like, yeah, like, based off all the injuries we had the whole season, like, Tom is gone the whole yeah, year I again. Think, James I mean, is if... gone the whole season. Like, the Marshawn out the whole year, like, a lot of our big pieces were gone, and we still won seven games, which I still if, think is surprising. You, Crazy, if, if Josh, thanks for joining us. If you had told, oh, yeah. if you had told me, Andrew, all the injuries the Saints were going to have, I would have said, I'm going to bet every cent I have in my savings account that Philadelphia is getting a top five pick. Yeah, like yeah. I just, I and just, he, would... but but you know what's crazy? Like, and this is where it gets really infuriating. So, like, and, and I include the game today. Now, this game ended up not mattering much, but so many of these games were there for the taking. That's right. Like, oh. like the Sa- the Saints could have gone twelve and five this year if they had Minnesota Vikings level luck, up. Yeah. They could have gone to like let's say the double doink goes in. They go to overtime and win that game. You know, Ingram doesn't fumble away the first Tampa game, and then he doesn't blow the second Tampa game by going out of bounds a yard shy of the first down. And Kamara doesn't fumble away the Carolina game. And, and like, you know, a bunch of weird things happen. Like, alternate universe, this dog shit of a Saints football team is 12-5 and five right now. And a fraud, but a 12-5 and five is fun. Uh, yeah, they're a 12-5 and five fraud, but I'm just saying, like, so in some ways, like, I just submitted they overachieved. But there's, like – well, I mean, listen, the only game where I, I felt like they got the pants beat off them was the Ravens game. That's right. Really, every other really game, the only one all year. Every other game at halftime even, they were in. Even San Francisco was there for the taking. Pit, even Pittsburgh, even though, I mean, Pittsburgh, it was 10-10, and they had the ball first and 10 at their, like, f- one-yard line, you know? And it was 10-10 yeah, in yeah. the third quarter. So, like, it, like all these games. I mean, but the Saints are in – the the Saints are in the murky middle of the NFL. They're not in the bad like the Bears and the Colts and the Texans, where they're kind of hopeless every week. They're in the murky middle where like you can win between seven games or twelve or thirteen, dependent on luck and injuries. Like the Saints, that's right. just where they are. And and I feel like if injuries had gotten a little better, like to his point, they're probably in that. 10 win zone, maybe. Yeah. I do think, though, like, they are, they are, they're just really in a fragile place where, like, their offseason, depending on what they do and the decisions they make, they could easily tip into three wins. Like, here, and I'll just explain it to you real quick. You don't have a backup like Andy Dalton. And you go all in for David Carr, right? And you have a Mitch Trubisky. Derek. Derek. You go in for Derek Carr. You go in all in for Derek Carr. And you have a terrible backup, right? You have a terrible backup like Trubisky. And you make a terrible hire at offensive coordinator. 
and you could easily go backwards to like three wins, four wins. So like it's critical what they do. They need to sign uh, Daniel, Derek, Davidson, Carr, whoever the hell. They need to sign. They need to get him so I can missay his name nine thousand times. Royce, and then Jason, and then we're gonna get out of here. Royce, what you got for us? Man, this game was disappointing, man. <laughs> uh, it was terrible. Good on Grant. Yeah, for sure, on Grant. But, man, I, know, I think Dennis Allen's honestly, I think in the next couple of days, he has to look at, look at himself in the faces. If this coaching stint doesn't work out, I'm not going to let Pete Carmichael be the guy who fucked it up for me. That's it. Because I, I like Pete. I think Pete has great ideas, but I don't think he understands, like, the ebb and, ebb and flows of, like, calling a game and, like, when to hit the right buttons. I think he's a great idea, man. That's probably why Sean keeps him around for that long. But I honestly think Sean hey, – I'm not Sean. Um, Dennis has to go, man, I need a new offensive coordinator hey, because I can figure out defense. I'm, there's no way, like, I'll ever have an atrocious defense. Well, the voice, I, I think that's – I think you – beautifully did it boiled it down to its essence and it's this Dennis Allen are you going to let and trust Pete Carmichael to not sink your final head coaching opportunity of your life because this is it for Dennis Allen he's not going to get another head coaching job if he fails with the Saints he's not he's done so no chance is he going to let and he going to trust Pete Carmichael to be the guy that's going to save him and not sink him. Like, is he going to do that? I think that's that's the perfect the perfect explanation of Pete Carmichael. And it's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I think when you put it like that, Royce, there's no way. Like, he's not. Yeah. Because he knows also, like, the front office made, did make mistakes, obviously, with the draft picks. But I didn't think for, in the art of picking players, the Saints are about all right. They're not the worst. They're not the best. But they do a decent enough job. So, like... There are a lot of other organizations that have terrible front offices, so you know this front office is pretty decent, pretty good. So what's really the problem right now? We have a terrible offense, so you got to switch it up. That's right. <laughs> I, think, I don't know what. He's got to come to that realization. This <laughs> offense sucks. We've got to switch it up. And please don't bring back Andy Dalton as quote QB1 because, oh, no. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you, yeah, Andy, Andy Dalton was, like, he was, like, laid bare of, like, that to me was today was like you cannot you can you cannot you cannot bring Andy Dalton back as a starter and honestly I mean it look rough like Andy Dalton would have won this game today if it hadn't have been for Alave fumbling yeah. and two missed field goals like I'm not saying he was good but again like I, and and I, that's why I, like I, I you know again like with Pete Carmichael like I I tend to I I don't know like to to me the biggest problem of the season is that they didn't really have a backup running back and then they decided to become an offense that really didn't suit Alvin Kamara's best strengths. Like to me, to me, if you were to break it all down, like yes, injuries happened. Yeah. But like from a coaching perspective, right. Yeah. To me, Alvin, Alvin Kamara is not a battering ram. He's not a guy you put in between the tackles, even though they try to do that today, you don't run him in between the tackles 20 times because that's not the kind of player he is. And what happened, they, what they wanted to be this year was a play-action offense that went vertical. And when Michael Thomas went down, 
and Jarvis Landry went down and Jameis Winston went down and Mark Ingram went down, that plan went to shit. And all of a sudden, (laughs) your quarterback is Andy Dalton. Well, you can't really be a play-action vertical team now. Now you're a run-first team. You don't have any backup running backs. And you're pounding Kamara in between the tackles. Like, Kamara kind of had a bad season. He's frustrated with his role. So, like, you can blame part of that on injuries, but I also don't think they were really prepared to run the offense they wanted to. Like, to yeah. me, Andy Dalton is not the backup you want for Jameis Winston. That's, well, right? that's, so I, that's a good I point. Just think, I just think philosophically they have to make a decision next year. Are we a play-action, down-the-field vertical team? And if so, get two quarterbacks in there that will execute that offense. That way, regardless of who goes down, you're doing the same thing. And, and if you want to bring back Andy Dalton and you're going to do this kind of Dalton Taysom Hill thing and, and you want to run that back, then get battering rams in there. Trade Kamara if you have to. But get two running backs that you can pound between the tackles and, and become that kind of offense. But, like, I just felt like this. And I don't really blame Pete Carmichael for that because they were kind of personnel-wise, they, they were kind of in no man's land. And they had to do this with Kamara because they didn't have anyone else. But I'm just saying next year, pick one of the two and commit to it because I just think yeah. when the injuries happen, their offense changed, and they really didn't have the personnel to execute Well, well. Here's, the th- here's the thing, though. The, the only thing I'll say to that, and then we're going to get to Mitch, Jason, and KO, and we're going to get out of here. The only thing I'll say to that is, like, you got to – like. You might want to have a royal flush in the poker, but like when you got three twos, like you got to make do with what you got. So like, right. like w- once, like once the receivers went down and they realized that like the interior of their offensive line, like when P went out, like it was kind of gr- like c- kind of crappy. Like and Andy Dalton, like you know against Philly, he struggled and and today he took some. I thought he took a couple of bad sacks, but for the most part, he got rid of the ball quick. Like they like if they would have if they would have tried to run the play action deep shots with Andy Dalton, or, or if they just if Jameis just would have stayed healthy and they wouldn't have had the receivers, like I think it would have been a fucking disaster. I think it, you know, like, like I just. Oh, you think it would have been worse? I think it would have been worse. Like, I think if Jameis had stayed healthy and they didn't have the receivers, like, I think it would have been worse because I think Jameis would have been holding onto the ball, trying to hit these deep shots with receivers that couldn't do it because teams would have just been like, ah, we're going to take away Olave and Rashid, and like it would have been hit or miss. You would have had some weeks. Hard to say. Hard, you know? hard to say if he I, was healthy. Yeah. Hard yeah. To say. I just like. I just think Jameis would like without those receivers, it would have been a struggle for him, and nothing against I, him. I think, I, I think it would have been about the same because I, I think there would have been games that where Andy Dalton didn't really do much, where Jameis would have torched secondaries, and then there probably would have been other games Maybe. where Andy Andy Dalton did a better job protecting the football, and Jameis would have thrown picks, and it would have gone down in flames, kind of thing. Yeah, so, maybe. So. I don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah. that I agree that it would have been much worse. Probably, probably in in the end, it washes out. I mean, let's not. I mean, let's, I mean, I mean, I thought Andy Dalton was the best version of himself this year. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I have, I have praised him for you know being a deluxe backup quarterback, and he he did that, and and he was the best version of himself this season. But uh, I mean, I'm not, also not going to pretend that he's like wildly better than James Winston. He's not. No, I mean, I, I, I think though, like the Jets, or that I can name a couple of teams that would have been like, please, please, please give us Andy Dalton. You know, like the Dolphins, yeah. like the oh, Dolphins no, as a sure. backup quarterback. Sure. You know, but sure. anyway, sure. we're gonna get to Jason Ko and then Mitch. Jason, what you got for us? 
So I I really was upset with Pete today. And then I think what we saw was a little bit of a microcosm. I know the point was made just a few minutes ago that yeah. he really has trouble with the flow of the game. Yeah. And, you know, today we had third and short on several occasions, very makeable third and short. And Pete kept pulling Taysom out of the game and putting Andy Dalton in there. Dalton would miss a slant or, or, or make a fourth throw where Taysom Power would have done the trick and kept yeah. the offense going. And so I was screaming by the time it got to like the count got to like six times when we should have run days of power. I'm just screaming. I'm like, Pete, Pete, <laughs> you got to put Jason in there. Of course, he's not going to hear me from section 646. Yeah. I mean, I was, we were sitting almost on the roof of the dome. But it's just a microcosm of the entire season. And I know Pete's been playing left-handed because of, of the injuries and the fact that, you know, Kamara really doesn't fit what they needed to do to be successful this year. But in the same token, we really need an offensive coordinator who can play left-handed like that and adapt. And I think Pete too often caught, got caught trying to run the Drew Brees offense with a quarterback who's not Drew Brees. And, and that's the whole, I, I guess that's yeah. this entire season in a nutshell. They tried to run it back. They tried to run the Peyton Brees playbook. It didn't work, and, and we got to do something different. So either Pete's got to adapt his game, or we got to find a new offensive play call. It's one of the two because this personnel doesn't fit, and you don't know who you're going to have at quarterback. If Andy Dalton is starting next year at quarterback, then our offseason plans obviously fail. I mean, he sets a decent floor. We saw that this year, but, you know, in order to, to get back to our winning ways and win the division, we got to do something different because running this shit show back is not going to do it. Yeah. And the defense didn't deserve, especially the second half of the season with the way our defense was playing, they didn't deserve for the offense to let them down this badly. And that's pretty much all I got because my voice is almost shot. Yeah, so I'm fair to talk over y'all. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Um, KO, what you got for us? Yo, what's up, y'all? Nothing much. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I just think um, you guys are being a little bit too optimistic about uh, (laughs) (laughs) a little too uh, look on the bright side about this. This was a terrible, terrible season. Like, I mean, you guys have been around a little bit longer than I have. Um, I can't remember a season where... I it came to the end of the same season and I was like I'm so glad it's over. Well, yeah, like, I mean, listen, listen. <clears throat> this is the worst season since 2006, and the majority. This, was this is the, was ma- the majority of Saints fans like like don't they don't know anything but winning, and I'm happy that you there's there's an entire two generations of Saints fans like y'all don't know anything but winning I mean I was arguing with people on Twitter they're like Marcus Davenport is the biggest draft bust in Saints history and I was yelling at him I'm like listen I understand that y'all think the Saints were invented in 2006 but like the Saints have an entire (laughs) history before 2006 where like Marcus Davenport doesn't register as like the 20th worst bust in Saints draft history like I get it and like they basically their retort to me was old man I don't give a damn about Saints history all I care about is the now and that's cool so like I get it like 
the Saints, man, it's been great. It's been a great 15 years of winning, right? And, like, we ain't loot Like, the 7 and 10, like, a lot of y'all are like, what is this garbage? Like, but here's the thing is, is KO is, like, the Saints are in the middle class now. And, like, I, I know you a lot of y'all don't want to hear it, but, like, until they get a franchise quarterback, like, the best they're going to be whether it's Dennis Allen after this year and they cycle off to Eric Bieniemy or whoever, like whoever they get as coach, as long as they don't have a franchise quarterback, the best case scenario is going to be like 10, 11 wins. You win a playoff game and that's cool. Like when you don't have a franchise yeah, quarterback, your, 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 your ceiling is like hard capped. And I know people will scream at me like, what about the 49ers? Well, you know what? The 49ers under Kyle Shanahan, they have two winning seasons in the time he's been there. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl the one time. They they went to the NFC Championship last year, but that's it. Like they haven't consistently I mean, won. They, they haven't have consistently won that, under you know, him. doesn't require the quarterback to that's do right. much, but but game manage and it's a surprise that Brock Purdy is <laughs> yeah. as, you know, as as stable as he is. I mean, I, I would so. also share that Garoppolo is way better than anything the Saints had under center this year. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, even Andrew, you, I think it was you that said, you know, in in another universe, this team is like a 12-win team. I have to disagree. I honestly don't think we're as talented as people think. And I don't think we have the depth that, I mean, it's obvious that we don't have the depth in certain spots. So, I mean, I don't, for me, I said at the beginning of the season, optimistically, we win 10, 11 games. Uh, Pretty much realistically, eight or nine. Just because it was going to go through, it was going to go how Jameis played. You know, if Jameis was who everybody said he was, this undercover Hall of Fame quarterback, then maybe we win 11 games. But, <clears throat> I mean, we, at the end of the day, we didn't have the depth. We didn't have, you know, we, we didn't have a defensive line. We got rid of CD at the wrong time. You know, I mean, thank God Alante Taylor and Rashid Shaheed came out of nowhere. But, I don't know. I don't think this was ever really a, a run it back type of season, and it, it turned out to be even worse than well, I thought. And he, thank you, Ko. And I'll say this with the Saints, and this is the problem. I think this is the you know this is the problem that Andrew. I, I think I think Ko is spot on. By the way, I think I, that, I completely agree with everything you said. I think you're right. The thing with the Saints is on offense when they needed a play. What was the play they would run? And I know a lot of you would say, well, it's Taysom Power. Well, you know what Taysom had? He had five carries today for 24 yards, the long of 10. So that means on his other four carries, he had 14 yards. You know, so Taysom Power at times kind of dried up. And I feel like the Saints— Well, I mean, look at the offensive line they were yeah, today. Yeah, but I think a lot of the Saints' offensive problems were offensive line. And I just think, like— they were kind of easy to scheme against. Like there was never, there was never any game this year besides maybe Seattle where Taysom went nuts, where you were like, wow, they are cooking. They are scoring points and they are running rings around the other team. I thought Philadelphia, the first half was probably Pete's best coaching job, but they only scored 13 points for a variety of reasons. Granted. But I just think like back to you, like they need the Saints need to figure out what, they want to be on offense, and it's critical this offseason. Mitch, you're going to do us. You're going to, I'm going to get to you, and then we're going to get out of here. Mitch, what you got for us? 
Uh, just a couple things. I think there's positives come out of this loss, to be honest with you. I think the positive is I don't think they're going to run it back with Dalton. And I don't think they're going to run it back with Pete. And I would not be shocked if um, DA, if it's close to DA coming back, to be honest with you. But he, here's the positive. Yeah. So the defense is playing really well. They win two more games. They win the division. The next year's division is not getting better. Brady's yeah. gone. That that's factor. Panthers still in flux. They're going to hire Frank Rice. We hope that happens. Um, and then Atlanta is Atlanta. So you got to fix the quarterback. Doesn't I don't know if there's a franchise guy out there. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G wins you ten games, gets you a home field, a home playoff game, and then you see where you go with that defense. It, I really think they're they're close with the players. They did a good job with uh, undrafted guys and developing guys. That their line, if they stayed healthy, they probably would have won ten games. Now, well, DA's the question mark, and the OC is the question mark. No, I think I think that's a fair point. And uh, and, and, and and final thing, and then we're going to get out of Andrew. And by the way, thanks everybody for supporting us all year long. And if you if you if you just listen to the free version of the show, we thank you because we we want everybody to listen. But become a patron because we need the support, and we got we've had as many as almost four hundred patrons right now. We got about three hundred, but we need as many as we can because we do this show every day. We do breaking news. We have Thomas and Poland running the show, helping us with audio, helping us with video, and we need your support to be able to do fun post game shows, fun breaking news. You know. Uh, other podcasts, when the Saints have major breaking news during the day, they'll be like, "Oh, we'll get, we'll get, we're gonna get it to it tonight. We'll, we're gonna do a great show for you tomorrow." Me and Andrew, we got Thomas back in Poland. Andrew has a cattle prod. He hits the button. It wakes up Thomas. We'll do a breaking. Like if the Saints, if on January seventeen they interview Sean Payton and. January 17th at like 11.30 in the, in the morning, they announced that Sean Payton's the coach and the Saints get four draft picks. Ten minutes later, we're doing a breaking news podcast. And that's what you get if you become a patron. So go to SaintsHappyHour.com, become a freaking patron. But last thing, Andrew, I want to say, and this Mitch made me think of this, is if the Saints are going to keep DA, which they most likely are, I believe he's coming back, if you're going to have a defensive coach like the Saints are going to have, we know you have to have a good OC. You know you have to have a good quarterback. But I think one other thing the Saints have to fix is they're not good enough on the line of scrimmage. Like, they're just not. And I, you could say, well, it's injuries. It's this, that. Like, their defensive line isn't good enough. Carolina had 170 yards rushing today. I know they ran it 40 times. So what? 170 yards, four yards of carry is still not good enough on defense. And, like, their offensive line, like, they've got to figure out their offensive line, they got to figure out and get guys that can get healthy. You got to be done with the Andres Pete's of the world and like move it along and get younger, healthier, whatever. Because if you want to be a defensive first team, the Saints, you have to be, if you want to be a defensive first team in the 2020, in the NFL nowadays, you have to be elite on the line of scrimmage to have any shot. And the Saints just aren't. And they've got to, like, that's one of those things, like, that to me is probably as, it's as high on the list uh, as offensive coordinator and quarterback. Like they got to figure, they got to, they got to get better on these lines. And I know they've invested a ton of money, and I know they've invested a bunch of picks to fix it, but it still ain't good enough. And if they want to be a defensive first football team, they got to get better there. Well, if you're, I mean, number one is if you're a defensive first football team, you got to make field goals. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, that would help. And, and uh, we haven't talked about this much on the show, but, you know, they get about $5 million of cap relief if they cut Will Lutz. 
in the offseason and after today, I think that's in play. Yeah, I mean, listen, they created about 15 million with Michael Thomas redo. They can cut they can cut Will Lutz, that creates about five. Uh, they can move on from Jameis, that's about five, and that gets them about halfway to where they need to get to. Um so we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really, really interesting offseason, and that's why you need to support Saints Happy Hour. I'm just telling you, like today, meaningless game doesn't matter. The really fun and interesting stuff for the Saints, it starts tomorrow as soon as you start seeing those breaking news tweets from Adam Schefter and Ian Rapport on who gets fired and where the surprises are on what teams do uh, coaching-wise. We'll see it. Uh, it'll be interesting. Me and Andrew may even have to do a breaking news podcast tomorrow. Maybe the Saints make coaching staff uh, moves quicker than we expect. But, guys... Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for joining us for the, the being with us for the whole Saints season. I know it wasn't it wasn't what we hoped it would be, but uh, I hope we made it a little bit more fun for you. Because if Saints football, if you don't enjoy it and it's not fun, you can do something else on your Sundays, which none of us are because we're sickos and we love the Saints probably to an unhealthy degree. So for Andrew and Kevin, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. Join us tomorrow night, Monday night, on the live stream. We will wrap up the Saints season. Go over Black Monday and talk about the Saints' huge offseason heading into 2023.